Hey everyone, welcome to the episode 15 of Sugidama podcast. The podcast about Japanese sake, the drink, which key ingredient is rice, the staple of Japanese cuisine, and today we will talk about it. But before, a few words about our sponsor, London Sake, who have one of the widest selection of premium and craft sake available online today. You can choose from over 100 sake from 25 breweries, and they will deliver across the UK and many European markets. And if you don't know what sake to choose, you can use simple online tasting notes together with very sensible and affordable food pairings to help you decide. What's more, you can get a 10% discount by just using the code SUGIDAMA, all caps, during checkout. London Sakia, making Sakia simple. Well, what do you think about season 2 so far? I have made a few changes in the way how I prepare and record episodes, and I wonder if you have noticed. First of all, I decided to do only one take of recording. You see, I realized that I was spending a huge amount of time on each episode. First, I have to do a write-up. I tried a few times um, to wing an episode and fail each and every time, because I have not only think about what to say, but also keep and check my accent, grammar and proper pronunciation of words. Secondly, it usually took 2-3 takes to record an episode because I was never satisfied with the results. And after that, I have to edit the episode, add music and sounds, upload to the hosting and show notes and update the website as well. So I was spending a couple of hours on the write-up, another two hours on recording, another hour and a half on editing and probably half an hour on the rest, which altogether comes to six, seven, probably eight hours. Well, I decided to cut on recording first. Now I do one take and that's it. Whatever I like it or not. It's not that I don't stop to re-record some bits in the process, but as soon as the recording is finished, I don't go back to record it again. So I'm a bit nervous if the quality of the recording dropped. Please let me know. Back to Sakya. Have you noticed if sake from a soft water region tastes differently from a hot water one? Any other sake discoveries? Have you reviewed Sugidama podcast? If not, please do it after listening on Apple podcast or share your opinion on your social media or chat group. The number of people who listened to the first episode haven't changed much in recent weeks. So I guess I don't have many new listeners. So please help bring Sugidama podcast to sake lovers and novices around the world. The human mind is amazing. Our ability to find solutions to seemingly unsolvable problems uh, keeps fascinating me. Take for example rice. If we forget that it's the key ingredient of sake making, it would be probably the last thing we would pick to try to make alcohol. And still, People noticed the booziness in spoiled rice porridge and eventually created the beautiful drink we enjoy now. Rice is the essence of sake. It's the source of alcohol and it gives sake its flavor, aroma, texture and the character. It's like grape to wine, 
but slightly different. As I have said before, the skill of the brewer prevails over the quality of ingredients. So rice is not the most suitable ingredient for an alcohol beverage for one obvious reason. It doesn't have much sugar. But as we learned in the previous episodes, people found the way to turn starch, which dominates the rice grain, into sugar using koji and make sake. Another interesting thing about rice is that it was not always the main food in Japan, and not anymore. In the ancient times, according to Japan's oldest book called Kojiki, nothing to do with koji by the way, rice was one of the five key grains, together with azuki beans, barley, wheat, millet and soybeans. But gradually, rice became a staple of Japanese diet. The word for cooked rice, gohan, also means just food. Because rice was very important for everyone's well-being, it was used as currency, measure of wealth, taxes, and so on. But Japanese diet has changed significantly since the Second World War. And now people spend more money on bread than rice, as I learned from Brian Ashcraft's Sake Bible book. Before talking about rice and sake, let's take a quick look at rice classification. Generally, there are two main rice plants in the world, African and Asian. Asian rice is currently dominating everywhere. There are three varieties of Asian rice, Indica, Japonica and Javanica. Indica is a long-grain rice, like basmati. It accounts for approximately 80% of all rice grown globally. Japonica is short-grain rice and grown predominantly in Japan, but also in China, where it's originated, and Korea. It's also grown in Italy, in Spain, in the States. There are two types of Japonica rice, Uruchimai and Mochigome. Mochigome is sticky, glutinous rice used mostly for making mochi, traditional Japanese sweets. Uruchimai is normal table rice in Japan. It accounts for 90% of all rice consumed in Japan. Actually, there is no gluten in rice, so glutinous refers to the stickiness of the rice, not that it has any gluten. It's a bit funny to see sometimes notes in some restaurants about gluten-free rice. All rice is gluten-free, come on. So uruchimai is your normal Japanese rice, and for centuries it was used for both eating and sake making. However, things started to change in the 19th century, when the first sake rice was identified. So nowadays, so-called premium sake is made from special sake rice. So let's take a look at the difference between table rice and sake rice. There are over 100 varieties of sake rice, collectively called Shuzu Kotekimai. Basically, it's the official designation for rice suited for sake brewing. There are certain criteria the rice should meet to be designated as Shuzu Kotekimai. These criteria are assessed by special inspectors who then certify the rice. Shuzu Kotekimai accounts for only 1% of the total rice production in Japan. Another type of rice is called Sakemai, which also used to make sake, but which is not specially certified. Sakemai accounts for around 4% of rice production in Japan. The rest of the rice grown in Japan is normal table rice. However, 
it's still used to brew sake sometimes. I tried sake made of uh, table rice and it was very good. Somebody mentioned to me that in regions which historically don't grow special sake rice, breweries make sake out of table rice. So what is the main difference between table and sake rice? To answer it, we need to look at the rice grain. Around 70-75% of rice grain are carbohydrates, mainly starch. 7-8% are proteins and the rest are minerals, fats and so on. The more carbohydrates a rice grain has, the better it is for sake brewing. It yields more alcohol in the process. So sake rice is larger than table rice. For example, the weight of 1000 grains or sake rice should be 25-30 grams, while normal table rice weighs 20-24 grams. Another important characteristic of sake rice is shinpaku. Translated as a white core, it's a soft white area in the middle of a sake rice grain, which consists mostly of starch. The concentration of starch in the middle of the grain makes it easier to polish off unwanted proteins and lets koji reach it to start the saccharification process. Table rice grains usually either don't have shimpaku at all or it's small. Other characteristics of sake rice include a lower content of fats and proteins and a high water absorption rate. Also, sake rice remains hard on the outside and soft on the inside after steaming. Table rice, on the contrary, becomes soft outside and hard inside. I think I have mentioned it before. It's very important for koji making, because koji spores, uh, they are looking for water. And if the rice is soft outside, it means there are plenty of water. So koji spores are growing outside the rice and don't go inside to to make uh, sugar in the process. If the rice is hard outside and soft inside, then koji spores are trying to reach the water inside. They get into the center of the rice grain and in the process of that, they make sugar. And it's a very important step for sake making. The special sake rice is much more expensive than table rice. The main reason for that is that it's more difficult to grow. Generally, the plant of sake rice is taller, while larger and heavier grains make it top-heavy. As a result, it can be easily blown over by strong winds. There are also special growing conditions which the plant requires to produce quality grains. Before talking about sake rice varieties, let me remind you about London Sake, our sponsor and their cool curated sake tasting sets. If you are learning about sake, the tasting sets give you a great opportunity to compare different styles, great breweries and so on. So have a look. Don't forget about the magic word SUGIDAMA, all caps, to get you 10% discount. As I said, there are about a hundred of sake rice varieties. However, most of sake is made of a few main rice types. Let's look at the rice varieties most used in sake brewing. And we start with Amachi, which is the oldest pure variety of sake rice discovered in the village with the same name in 1859 in Akayama Prefecture. During the Meiji era, Amachi was one of the three most grown rice varieties in Japan. 
At that time, it was also used as table rice. However, Amachi's tall stalks and low resistance against diseases and insects made it very difficult to grow. Eventually, farmers stopped to cultivate it, and it went almost extinct after the 1920s. For a long time, it has a nickname Phantom Rice for how rare it became. It was rediscovered in the 1970s. It's still notoriously difficult to work with, so it's not that many breweries use it. If you want to know a bit more technical reasons why it's difficult to brew with, I can recommend excellent Origin Sake blog with a short but very informative article about Amachi rice. I will put a link in the show notes. Amachi is my favorite sake rice. It's quite different from Yamada Nishiki or Gokhyaku Mangoku we are going to talk about in a minute. Amachi rice usually produces well-rounded, full-bodied sake with a deep taste and full of umami. It's normally sweeter than sake made of Yamada Nishiki or Gokhyaku Mangoku rice. I have featured Gozenchu 1859 on this podcast, which is made from Amachi rice, but there are a few other sake available in the UK and US made from it. Just look for them. The next one is Yamada Nishiki, which is probably the most important sake rice at the moment and often called the king of sake rice. A lion's share of Kinjot-style sake is made from Yamada Nishiki, thanks to its large shimpaku and low protein content. This combination yields the famous one-part apple to two-parts banana ginger aroma, together with delicate and elegant taste. Yamada Nishiki accounts for more than one-third of sake rice, and it's a massive share given that there are 100 varieties of sake rice in Japan. Also, more than 80% of sake submitted for the Sake National Tasting Competition in 2012 made from Yamada Nishiki rice. Yamada Nishiki was a product of crossbreeding of two varieties of Shuze Kotekemai, born in 1923 in Hyoga Prefecture at its Technology Center for Agriculture and Forestry. The newly bred rice demonstrated excellent results in terms of sake brewing and got its now famous name in 1936. Hyoga Prefecture remains the main source of Yamada Nishiki rice, accounting for around 70% of the rice's annual produce. Besides Hyoga, Yamada Nishiki is produced in other 32 prefectures in Japan, and its production has been constantly rising in recent years. So if you buy a bottle of Ginjo-style sake, like Ginjo, Daiginjo, Junmai Ginjo, Junmai Daiginjo, there is a good chance that you will see Yamada Nishiki on the label. The next is Gohyaku Mangoku, which was created in Niigata Prefecture in the 1930s. Nowadays, it's the number two sake rice by production. Its stalks are slightly shorter than uh, Yamada Nishiki or Umachi, making it slightly more resistant to strong winds and bad weather. The rice has the earliest harvest compared to other sake rice varieties in August. The harvest on Yamada Nishiki, for example, is in October, while August is still too hot to start making sake, unless for large sake producers who make sake throughout the year. It takes some time to prepare rice anyway. After milling, it has to cool down for a few weeks, so breweries can start making sake with Gohyanko Mangoku well ahead of those who use other varieties. It's probably one of the reasons that attracts them to the rice. 
Gohyeko Mangoku produces clean style of sake, not too fruity, light and refreshing, perfect for light meals like seafood, steamed chicken or vegetables. A perfect Niigata style of sake, I guess. Oh, the name means 5 million koku. Koku means 180 liters and it refers to the volume of sake produced from the rice in the first year of uh, cultivation. The last rice we are going to focus on is Miyama Nishiki, a relatively young variety discovered in 1978 through mutation. The rice called Takane Nishiki was exposed to gamma radiation, sounds like sci-fi, which produced rice with large and very white shinpaku. It was poetically compared to white snow-capped peaks of mountains, thus the name literally meaning beautiful peaks. Miyama Nishiki's early harvest rice, because of that it's harder than later harvested varieties, and as a result the rice breaks less easily, making more delicately flavored sake. Miyama Nishiki is very popular in the northern regions of Japan due to short summer there. The sake made of Miyama Nishiki is moderately aromatic with balanced acidity and mild sweetness. It's clean and crisp, but not as light-bodied as the sake made of Gohyaku Mangoku. There are plenty of other varieties of sake rice, including Hatan Nishiki from Hiroshima, Hanafubuki from Aomori, Kinmon Nishiki from Nagana, famous Devasansan from Yamagata, Gimpu from Hokkaido, Ginnosei uh, from Akita, and many others. Some breweries use small local rice varieties, which do not grow anywhere else. And by the way, according to John Gontner, the word Nishiki, in many sake rice names, refers to a beautiful look of rice field before harvest. At the end, I would like to mention two other interesting things about sake rice. Uh, the first thing I would like to talk about is sake made of red rice. Yes, sake looks red, actually. Some wooden tablets excavated from court ruins and historical documents show that cultivation of red rice over Japan during the 7th and 8th century. In Meiji period, in the 19th century, red rice mostly disappeared from Japan, grown only by some shrines as sacred. So ancient sake made from that rice was also red. However, the interest to red rice was revived around 40 years ago, due to its nutritional and health properties. Sake breweries also took a notice, and you can now find sake made from red rice as well. I think one of or two are available in the UK. I definitely tried one. Another thing is organic sake. People often ask if there is organic sake uh, or why it's so rare. The reason is that it's difficult to get organic sake rice in Japan. Rice in, in Japan is produced by small farms, usually family-owned. Their rice fields are not particularly big, so if you look at a large rice field, it often consists of small paddies belonging to different farmers. In order to grow organic rice, a farmer is required to have organic environment, not only on their own field, but also in the fields that surround them. So if they want to grow organic rice, they need to persuade all their neighbors doing it, which is sometimes very difficult. 
I know that some breweries import organic rice from the US to make organic sake for export. There is organic sake in Japan made from local organic rice, and I've come across breweries which brew it, but it's still not that common. Okay, sake of the episode. I checked all 14 sake my guest or I recommended here on Sugidama podcast. It turned out that 5 were Junmai Daiginjo, the super premium sake, 4 were Ginjo, very premium sake, and only 3 were Junmai and 2 Honjosa, no Futsushu. So I will try to introduce a bit more Junmai and Honjosa and will definitely talk about Futsushu. I've got a couple of candidates. So today I will feature Junmai sake. Fukokumachi Evening Sky Karakuchi from Kimura Shuzo in Akita Prefecture. Kimura Shuzo had a fascinating history. The Kimura family was caught in the power struggle for the dominance in Japan at the end of the Warring State period called Sengoku Jidai at the end of 16th beginning of 17th century. Kimura were high-rank samurais and when the head of the family was killed the whole family had to flee to north, ended up in Akita prefecture. That time Akita was pretty isolated from the rest of Japan, so Kimura family felt safe there. There was not much there apart from pure water, fine rice and brutally cold winters, which were perfect conditions for a sake brewery, which they founded shortly after arriving there. The long and cold winters allow the brewery to use the slow fermentation under colder temperature, resulting in a mellow, rich and smooth style of sake. And it worked out very nicely. The brewery got the first prize at the first annual Japan Sake Awards held in 1911. Since then, they have received more than 100 prizes. So what is cool about Fukukomachi Evening Sky Junmai Karakuchi? First, it's Karakuchi bit which means super dry. And it's very true about this sake. Mind, it's sake. So the dryness is different from wine. It's more about being less sweet than more acidic. SMB, the notorious sake meter value we talked in the previous episode, shoots to plus 8, which is quite dry. And the acidity is 1.5, which is again high. The combination puts Fukukomachi Evening Sky into light and dry category. It's very crisp and punchy sake, probably the closest to wine I've ever had. It's not very complex, but the more you drink it, it grows on you, and you start noticing uh, various notes that escaped you And at the beginning. Minerality, a bit of oat, vanilla. Its aroma is very mild but fresh and clean, with a bit of pumpkin and cucumber. The body is light and the texture is rather silky. And talking about rice, Fukukomachi Evening Sky is made from Menkoina, a very young rice variety developed by Akita Agricultural Experiment Station in the end of the 1980s and recommended for cultivation in the 1999. So it's very interesting to try a sake made from a very unique rice. I don't see it very often if at all, on the sake bottles here. In terms of food, it's very versatile sake. It counterbalances the richness of rich seasonal food, creating an amazing combination with such dishes as grilled chicken, beef stew, a burger, steak or barbecue. I had it with roasted 
pumpkin, chestnut rice and fish simmered in a rich sauce. Delicious, what can I say? It's important to the UK by Tango Sake, so you can find it on their website. That's it for today. I'll be back with more episodes to continue the ingredient series. However, it might be a break between, because I have enlisted a few sake experts to talk about cogen yeast. So it might take some time to have them on the podcast, but hopefully not too long. So now it's a good time to buy a bottle of sake made of the rice you have never tried before and taste it. Keep me posted about your discoveries. My email address is alex at sugidama.co.uk and you can also find me on Instagram at sugidama underscore blog or Twitter at sugidama blog in one word. I should have kept my social media names consistent. Look at my website sugidama.co.uk. I've got a constantly updated tasting note section and a lot of posts with recommendations. Oh, go to London Sake website and any other online sake store or pop into a wine shop stocking sake or Japanese supermarket. Don't forget that you can get 10% discount at London Sake website by entering Sugidama all in caps at the checkout. Again, if you like the episode and want more, hit the subscribe button. Please, 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 if you want to support Sugidama podcast, leave a review. Don't wait, just do it now. It's only, it only takes a few minutes of your time, but means a really big deal to me. Again, share this podcast with your friends, with anyone who might ask you about Sake on your social media, chat apps, anyway. Thanks a lot for listening. Kampai. Sake, 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 Dama Blog. Sake, 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 Dama Blog.